Hello and welcome to the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast. I am Matt Soule. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications at Chapel Hill Chauncey Hall School. Hi, I'm Angie Ward. I'm the president of Enroll Media Group, a digital marketing agency for schools. Angie, how's it going? Here we it's go. It's going good. How are We're you? Like, good. We're in like 20, 20 plus episodes here. And today, our topic, um, it's going to be all about internal communication, attrition, and and marketing for enrollment. So we're talking with Jill Goodman. Um, Jill's a consultant for independent private schools with over 20 years of experience working with organizational leaders. She specializes in helping schools advance their mission through advancement-related research, strategic visioning, leadership mentoring, and development capacity building. And Jill is just super knowledgeable, so great to talk to. Um, if you ever get a chance at a conference that, that she's going to be at, make sure to go and connect with her because she is just like a wealth of information on all topics with schools. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk with her today. So let's go into our discussion with Jill Goodman. All right. Hi, Jill. Welcome to Upgrade School Marketing Podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to okay. be here. Yeah, it's great to chat with you today. Um, so just let's just start off hearing from you. We'd love to hear a little bit about um, yourself and the work that you're doing right now. Yeah, I've, I've been in, involved in independent schools for a long time, probably over 25 years since my very first experience as a parent volunteer. Um, but I started consulting. I've been working in schools for a long time. Then I started consulting maybe six years ago. And I work with school leaders in three areas. So in enrollment management, but specifically retention and attrition. Uh, I also work in development, so capacity building, campaign planning and execution, and then also leadership mentoring. Awesome. And so um, it's awesome to get to see you again. Uh, you know, we usually get to see you at conferences and things like that. And every time, um, you know, we get to talk or run into you that you work with so many different schools all around in different areas that you have a really a great point of view of like what's going on. So just kind of, you know, interested in in your point of view. You know, it's an interesting time in schools. And are there things you're working on right now that that are that are interesting and go along with that? Yeah, you know, every project is interesting. Every one of each, every single one is fascinating in their own way, whether it's a small school or a big school or um, faith-based single sex, they're all interesting. They all have their own challenges. There certainly are similarities in some ways, but everyone is unique. Um, some new challenges that I see for school uh, that are happening now and on the horizon, several of them are really byproducts of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um in good ways or bad ways. In some schools, we have um, big pandemic enrollment booms and we have building projects on the horizon that they didn't necessarily anticipate, may or may not have been prepared for. Uh, there's a lot of social stuff going on related to developmental gaps um, that lead to classroom issues and attrition. Um, I'm seeing an interesting thing with some development departments that somehow took on a lot of things in the pandemic that weren't actually development related and are not really even building communities. So they're very, very busy and then not ready for the big campaign that needs to come down the line that's dictated by the strategic plan. So thinking about what the development office really does, how do we pare down? How do we concentrate on what what's actually going to move the school forward? I'm just I'm curious, what are, what are some of those things you saw uh, development offices taking on? Like, what are some some things that development offices took on that they didn't normally? Yeah, so a lot of social stuff, a lot of yeah. social stuff. Um, 
in the pandemic, they took on like health related things and communication things. But over the years, they seem to schools add things, but they don't take things away. And then there's just more and more things. So in the pandemic, they might have now also been involved in buddy programs that used to be part of admissions, but now somehow got moved over to development. Um, they might be involved in extra um, new parent activities that yeah. are supposed to develop relationships with development, but really, again, should probably sit in admissions. Um, they took on more mm -hmm. things for the parents from the, that the parent association used to do because parents are not volunteering in the same way that they used to. So they're just there's more and more things that are not really building community and they're not really raising money. So, yeah, got it. So there's a lot going on here. A lot of work um, cut out for you. Uh, so this podcast, um, you know, we say is usually for busy school marketers. And mm -hmm. when it comes to marketing, one would argue that everybody who, you know, works within a school is responsible for or contributes to marketing on some level. Um, but when it comes specifically to marketing communications roles, what are you seeing as challenges in the schools that you're working with? Yeah. So when I think about marketing in my practice, I think about internal marketing um, more so than attracting new prospects to the admissions team, which is probably more of what you normally think about and talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but unless the senior leaders are also parents of students at the school, they rarely consider the type of communication that's coming out. Not that they don't consider it, but um, it's not thought of in the, in, a, in the exact same way in terms of um, how often the communication comes out. Is it relevant now? Is it gonna be a useful call to action? Is it what parents need right now or do they need it later? How is this all un unraveling and how's it all coming out in tandem with the things that the classroom teachers are also putting out? Right. So um, sometimes we tend to blame parents for not getting it right and the pushback that they get rather than spending a little more time thinking about what they really need to hear when and why. So, um, so to yeah. follow up just a little bit on that too. So you're talking about internal communication and, you know, from talking with a lot of schools and visiting schools and, um, most schools have great things happening in yeah, during do. the day and amazing, you know, inspiring things and all that, but it always does become a, you know, workload issue, timing issue, difficulty connecting with people. There's so many different channels now that you can share on that are for different groups. Mm -hmm. So when you talk with a school, you work with a school that's maybe having that struggle to say like, we have great things happening, but it's just tough to get it out and to share it and to do all that. What do you, what do you advise them on? Yeah. So there, so there's the, the key to all of this is really to validate the good, the good decision that parents made to choose your school. And in truth, teachers hold the key to that, to that great work um, and if and how you can share it. So here's an example. I, I worked with a school, not in this country, so it's a, a different culture. Um, they did not have a culture of inviting parents into the classroom to see the good work or any of that, any activities at all that were happening. Um, they invited parents to sporting events and to graduation. And so we talked about with the faculty and staff and with the administration, we talked about all of these really exceptional and interesting activities that went on across the school in each grade 
there were a lot of them. There were cool science experiments, there were research reports, there were um, language festivals, there were all sorts of really interesting things going on in the school. And it was like a pre-K through 12 boys school. But um, the school itself never really spent any time telling the parents about what was happening. It wasn't really good communication between teachers and parents. And it was a boys school. So boys, they just didn't tell their parents what was happening. Uh, so um, the school was suffering from attrition. Parents just didn't see the value. They didn't understand what they were getting for the tuition. Um, and so with the work we did together, they changed that dynamic and they thought about what they wanted to show parents and how they wanted to invite parents into the classroom and how they wanted to communicate that. And so a lot of it was teacher driven and division head driven. And some of that moved over to broader communications department, but a lot of it was really classroom based as well. Um, and it completely changed the dynamic at that school and parents did see the value and um, their retention rate grew and parents felt really positive about what was happening. And also teachers did too, because they got a lot of positive feedback about the really cool stuff that they were doing. I feel like yeah. that's very easy too to to translate to even an enrollment with I don't I don't think there's a single school that doesn't have word of mouth listed as their number one thing that mm -hmm. it, you know bringing in people that they're sharing it and whether it's finding it in the first place or it's just helping make the decision later on like that's not only within your attrition and your staff it's also helping you bring in new families too absolutely yeah I think didn't niche just come out with their big survey which had it at 70% of word of mouth. So every, and when I do studies too, every, every family is making a huge effort to find someone who has personal experience at your school. And just makes, yeah. so it makes that internal work even that much more mm -hmm. important, more crucial. Exactly. exactly. So we said, there's a lot of these, these great things happening and teams are famously short staffed everywhere. So you need to get more help from people on campus. Do you have any any tips or any wins that you've seen in communications offices getting help from others around campus to help share the stories going on? Yes, and they they, they kind of have to. You, you can't do it alone. You have to know what's happening in the classrooms. You're relying on teachers to tell you that this cool thing is happening or this is coming up because some of the most fascinating moments and, you know, which parents can consider high point moments that strengthen their bond to the school and really drive this word of mouth and, and retention are small moments. You know, the, the, um, the kid that's doing the book report for the first time in first grade or second grade, or um, the, the kids that are doing something really different in phys ed or going on a nature walk. So you have to know that the things are happening. So the lower lower school or middle school or upper school faculty has to tell you that this is what's scheduled for this time, which is which is hard for teachers to stop for a moment and think about that. So it might be helpful to show up at some faculty meetings and ask what's happening. You know, is there something cool you can do? There was a school years ago that told me that they offered something called food for thought. And so the Marcom department um, offered lunch uh, or favorite treat or coffee to any teacher who would come in and spend 15 minutes with them and tell them about this cool thing that either happened or is going to happen so that they could um, write about it or come and video it or whatever the 
whatever they were going to do. So that was their food for thought um, program, which was really successful at that school. Um, but if you're still having trouble, still not able to make inroads, I would go on a listening tour with your colleagues. So uh, listen to them. What do they love about the school? What's a struggle? What's hard for them? Um, start with teachers, move on to division heads, talk to coaches, um, talk to your assistant head of school, talk to your head of school, uh, talk to the admissions department, talk to the development office, uh, and find out what's really happening at the school. What what is What do they see as challenges? How could you be helpful to them? How can they be helpful to you? Just create some stronger partnerships. Yeah, yeah I remember. That's great advice. There was one, um, we had an open house once, and usually at open house, you know, there's so many things going on and you're running around and doing all, but there was one where everything just lined up and was working. And I actually got to sit in the back of the room and just sit and listen to the panels and listen to, and in one short Q&A session and panels, we ended up getting language that we heard teachers using to explain what was going on there and current parents to talk about that was stuff we had never said. It wasn't any like marketing lingo that they had. It wasn't, they were just talking from the heart and it was things that we took and started to use because it was the most genuine mm -hmm. like best explanation that we had ever heard of the school and used it for years and just from sitting and we weren't interviewing or doing a focus group or doing anything we were just sitting back in the back of the room furiously writing and uh yeah. getting notes there's, so yeah there's wonderful things that you can do in that regard too um, um Liza Fisher Norman at Inspired Ed told me years ago that one of the most fabulous gems of information come um, on graduation day at any division. So if you can interview some parents and students on graduation day, you get some of the most incredible recounting of high point moments of their time at the school. So, mm -hmm. okay. That's and, and then your small, mo I, I love that you like, you talked about the small moments too. Cause I think a lot of times when you're working on in the office and it's all about events and the next big thing coming up and there's a in here right now we have a senate simulation coming up next week and it's a, there are these big things mm -hmm. that are fun to cover and and you get that but you're right it's you know it's just kind of popping in and seeing a small class that's doing some some great exercise that all the kids are a part of and um that's different and but also in a it's more genuine i think i think the other things can be a little bit big and showy and to show the small moments actually is what it looks like every day in a classroom. It's not, you're not putting on a big, a big show. So I think that that has a lot of weight. And you can see just rock star teachers doing cool things and, you know, kids, kids learning stuff, like having these aha moments, which of course they have all day long every day. And, mm -hmm. you know, you to write about that or talk about it is just, is really fun. And it's really, it's energizing to you as a, as a Marcom person as well to see these things. It's really fun. Yeah. And the only I would add to the one thing we've we've found and we're um, restarting up again now is student takeovers on social media have been a really great way to mm -hmm. sort of do that in a way that we can have on a schedule and, and be mm -hmm. planned out and work with student volunteers. So, you know, we have a student who just takes us through their day and you work with them before and you talk about the types of things to go through. And um, but just continually every single time we do it, we get reminded of like how great just handing it over and we monitor it. And there's a whole system to that, that we could talk about in a whole nother thing, but, right. um, but they really own it and take it over and it's super genuine and it's them showing little moments in the day showing like, you know, stopping in the school store and saying hi and hanging out with friends outside between class. And it's like those little things that 
wouldn't have risen up to the marketing level of, you know, we're going to go photograph this, this, but shows what a genuine day looks like and shows real people. So that's a great, I think those are really good, good points. Thank you for that. Sure. Yeah. Awesome ideas. Listening tours, food for thought, student social takeovers. Um, Good stuff. So um, I think all of those things not only help your internal communications and reinforce a a parent's decision, but they're great external enrollment marketing um, tools as well. So if a school's, you know, trying some of these things um, and, and still maybe struggling, whether it's coming up with a solid plan or ensuring everybody's on the same page with the goals of these types of things. Um, at what point, in your opinion, Jill, should a school really look to an outside partner to come in and help them sort some of this out? From where I sit, from the, the practice that I have, um, one of the biggest red flags is struggling with sustained attrition. So um, if your school has been seeing attrition over a number of years, that is near or greater than the national average is about 10%. And the school did not see a pandemic enrollment boom. Um, that's worth investigating with an outside consultant to find out mm. what's happening. Got it. That makes sense. And what was that national average? I think it's about 10%. 10%. Okay. Got it. And is that a lot of the schools that you're working with? Is that is that how that sort of kicks off? That they're seeing uh, yes, that? that is that is sometimes what's happening. Um, sometimes I also work with schools who uh, they want to investigate conversion rate. So mm. why families chose another school? They, you accepted them, but they chose another school. That can be really interesting information, also. Um, but often attrition is what kicks off the. Uh, engagement. And then there's sometimes more to it. Sometimes we'll do a counterpoint in an insight study, which is a focus group series to understand what your current community actually loves about the school and then what could be better. And we kind of think about that together in tandem. And then sometimes there's more pieces to it where we'll gather a task force and try to call this into the most impactful initiative that we think is actually going to move the needle this year and then perhaps next year. Sometimes I'll give a report, I'll give several different options. And for some schools, they run with it and it's all good. And some um, find the implementation to be too overwhelming. So we'll we'll work further together. So I know we're closing out here, but just on the point of, of attrition that we're talking about here, and I think it's a big, a big thing for schools. Is there something, just a school that's doing it, you know, not working with an outside person, but they are, they're working on that and they're, they need to address it soon. What are the first steps that, that you would recommend a school do if they're starting to think that, you know, we're having an issue with attrition? Um, I would say listen. Listen to what your parents are telling you, what your students are telling you, what your faculty is telling you. Um, what are the best parts of your program? How can you promote them and elevate them? Um, and have everyone rally around them. But then there's probably things that, are not going right. And you can find repeating themes, at least that's what I do, is figure out where where are the stumbling blocks and how are they affecting each of the constituencies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, so Jill, in every Upgrade School Marketing podcast, we try to call out a school that we feel is doing really well in the realm of um, marketing. Um, in your opinion, based on today's kind of episode and some of the things we talked about, um, you had mentioned a school that that you're seeing do some great work in the realm of um, you know, marketing to, to current families and um, focusing on attrition. And who might that be? Yeah, so I think for, for this episode, I'm I'm excited about, and there's a, a couple schools, but I'll mention one today, but I'm excited about schools that are thinking about their retention in a different way and dedicating staff to uh, the parent experience and um, choosing somebody within the admissions office. Because generally, one of the one of the ways that that schools stumble with attrition is the transfer out of the admissions office and to other trusted people throughout the school that can be a sticky wicket for some schools and so to not really transfer families out but have staff dedicated to tracking the parent journey through through the school with their student parents are more and more involved in their students education especially since the pandemic so what's their experience like how are they experiencing all aspects of your school. So is, is their experience with the coaches what the parents thought? Is their experience with the dorm faculty, with the cafeteria line? You know, where, where are parents getting hung up? Where are they having issues? And so Agnes Irwin School in Philadelphia has just hired somebody to be in their admissions department to kind of track this data, be the mm. first point of contact, for parents and kind of triage situations and bring in, um, decide who needs to be involved in which conversations, which is a really interesting way um, that I like to see schools approach this if they can. Yeah. That's great. So you know, what, what do they call that title? Do you know what they call that, that job? Um, I don't remember. It's something like community relations coordinator or something okay. like that. Everybody calls it something different. There's I always love, I always love knowing all the different names that people get. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. There's another school who uh, refers to that position as Dean of Parents. Oh, wow. um, there's another one who refers to it as concierge officer, which I know lots of Ooh. people don't like that title, but <laughs> it works really well for them. <laughs> so there are some schools that are uh, that are moving forward in that direction. Yeah, regardless of the title, it's it's important to have that dedicated person overseeing this. It's such important work and can really help move the school forward and avoid um, major attrition issues. Um, so that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Jill. I know you put forth a great blog. I subscribe to it personally. Um, so how can our listeners um, learn more about what you have to offer or get a hold of you if they need to? Oh, sure. Thank you. Uh you can find me on my website, jillgoodmanconsulting.com. My blogs are there. You can reach out to me through the through the website. You can sign up for the blog through the website. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn. Great. Thank Great. you so much, Jill. Yeah, thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. That was an awesome conversation with Jill Goodman. So many great takeaways and ideas and food for thought for all of our page, listeners. A page today. of notes again. <laughs> I have my, every single one. It's great. Yeah. Nice. Um, and thank you also. She took our job for us and did the A plus. So we're, we're free of our, our A plus uh, responsibilities here. And that was a great mm -hmm. one from Jill. So we'll make sure the link is there um, to their school and you can check them out as well. And you can check us out on LinkedIn or you can go to 
um, you can email us at info at upgradeschoolmarketing.com and please email us where we have a special episode coming up that we're putting together and we need the people who are listening and watching to send us in marketing fails. So if you have a story, we're trying to all just air out what we have out there that we, what we've done that, that, uh, you know, made you, made you go cold is when you accidentally sent something or something went out and we want to learn from each other, laugh about it, uh, and just kind of get together and talk about those. So if you have any that you just want to send us, um, you can email us at info at upgrade school marketing, uh, with the subject line marketing fails or reach out to us on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear that. So, uh, until next time, thank you very much. And we'll, we'll see you.